Before we get started with this week's episode, just a reminder that we will be running our first ever live show this November at Glebe Town Hall in Sydney. Head to earlyeducationshow.com forward slash live to find out more and book tickets. We'd love to see you there. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Early Education Show. We're here with episode 49, so close to 50. I'm Liam. I'm Lisa. We've been doing this nearly 50 episodes, Lisa. I know, That's... and you know what? <laughs> you what? I got, we got an email from Leanne this week saying, please don't throw her off the island. Don't <laughs> throw her off the island. We promised she'd what be back this week. And she's not. She's not, so... Yeah, well, I think look, we'll, we'll give her. If she doesn't show up at the fiftieth, that's that's not fantastic. But... Yeah, or else we could have a vote amongst listeners. You know? Ooh. Do they think we should vote her off the island, what's or the, do what... they think we should pay? What's the pod- What's the podcast? What's the podcast podcast host equivalent of the rose? Does she, does, does <laughs> Leanne get a rose on her? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do it at the end of each week. Um, so yeah, so Leanne is away unfortunately for another week. She's uh, become seemingly the busiest person uh, in early childhood of, of late, and I don't think things are actually much better for you or I, Lisa. So I think we're we're going to have another relatively short episode this week. Um, I think which is all we could basically drag ourselves to the microphone before. Am I selling how good this episode's going to be? It doesn't sound like I am. No, it's going to be a good episode. <laughs> it's going to be good. So uh, as this comes out on Friday, uh, Children's Week is just about to start for another year. So it officially starts on Saturday, but it's obviously mostly celebrated by early childhood services throughout the week. So it'll be sort of the next week as you listen to this. So we thought we might just spend a little bit of time just talking about Children's Week, sort of its background and why it's there. And um, I guess just have a bit of chat about how we think services could could or should or do Celebrate because um, it's a really important, you know, part of I think most services calendars. I think most services celebrate it or acknowledge it in one way or the other. And I've got some thoughts mm, about how I think that. Seriously? Can be done. Oh no, you don't think so? Mm, nope. Oh well, this might be a good public service announcement. Then I think it's relatively common in the ACT. I don't know if it's just because we're quite small, um, and we it, I don't know if it's just one of those things that we do a lot better. But um, before we get into the details, let's. I thought we might maybe just start. For those people who are, uh, as Lisa was saying, maybe even don't sort of know about it at all or acknowledge it at all, um, or this for those who have done it but just aren't quite sure why it's there or, or what's going on, um, National Children's Week is is run by the National Children's Week Council, uh, which is uh, national, and there are different states oh, and territories. Oh, really? The National Children's Week Council is national? It is. So, but, but, so you learn all the important things. It's <laughs> lucky, lucky I was here. Uh what I was then going to say is it's but most of the responsibility for running them in the different states and territories are uh, devolved to sort of individual groups within those states and territories. So right at the end, we'll talk about um, some resources people can go to to find out about that stuff. But um, you'll be able to find an individual sort of state and territory uh, organisation who um, who sort of runs that on behalf of the National Council. But uh, it's actually there to one of the key reasons is there is to not just sort of celebrate children in our community and children in society, but specifically it's about highlighting the importance of the United Nations Convention of the Rights of the Child, which we've talked about in a little bit in the podcast before, but is obviously one of the biggest sort of international documents uh, safeguarding children's rights and ensuring children's safety and well-being across a whole range of areas. 
Um, and that to me, and I'm going to talk about that a bit later, but I think often that part of it is, is often forgotten when we sort of acknowledge and, and celebrate this as services. But uh, each and year... there's actually a universal children's day that's like international. Yeah, and it's part of Children's Week. So every every Children's Week, Universal Children's Day is always the fourth Wednesday of October, and they always sort of align National Children's Week to fit around so that. So the celebration within a celebration. For a week, given that you know there's a day, why have we actually gone for a week? Well, you've you've asked me a question. I haven't done any research on Lisa, so I'm, I'm not oh. sure. I I think it'd be one of those things. The United Nation has a whole range of observances. Some are. Some the United Nations has things that are decade. There's a decade of, of water, I think, at the moment or something. They also have things that are like a year long. Some things are a day. Some things are a week. It just seems to be one of those ones that uh, that goes for a week. Um, but each year they pick one of the articles from the United Nations Convention uh, on the rights of the child as the theme. We've had some really interesting ones. Last year there was a really interesting one about children's access to media, which I know... Uh, was um, that's right we talked about we it did then. we use that as a springboard to sort of talk about media in early childhood but uh, that was a really interesting one to do this year i really like this year's one which is why we uh, sort of i think decided to have a bit of a chat about that but uh the theme this year is based on article 29 uh, which is uh, sort of summarized as education should develop each child's personality and talents to the full it should encourage children to respect their parents their cultures and other cultures. Um, and I wanted to just quickly, there's a great overview published by UNICEF, which is, you know, one of the most fantastic international organisations that is about uh, protecting children, which goes into a little bit more detail. So I just wanted to quickly read that out. Uh, it says, uh, children's education should develop each child's personality, talents and abilities to the full. It should encourage children to respect others, human rights and their own and other cultures. It should also help them to learn to live peacefully, protect the environment and respect other people. So, Liam, there's a bit of a difference there, isn't there? Like, didn't you say that it was summarised as um, people should, um, children should respect their parents? Yeah, so that's in there. I haven't read the next part of that in the oh, the, the big summary because okay. um, I find that bit a bit. I think that that's there to make sure parents don't freak out about their their own contested rights. I know, but rights. I hear that and go, oh no, why should you respect parents? Like, <laughs> not, not that you shouldn't. Res- not that a child shouldn't respect a pe- their parents, but only if their parents are deserving of their respect, not that's just right, by which... virtue of the fact that they had sex and nine months later. Bingo out popped a child. <laughs> Which is why I think that the theme, the article generally focuses on the right to an education and how that education should be about enriching the child holistically. I think we tend to we tend to gloss over that part a little bit when we talk about it. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, this is the one where I think sometimes with the National Children's Week things, we have to do a bit of, we have to really put on our creative hats and really sort of stretch to, to think about how can we align this with the work we do. This one... Is is fantastic. It's really so, simple. So summarize it. Yeah, summarize. How would you, like, in a sentence, what would you say that we should be celebrating through that? I would be education that is child focused. So and 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 looks at children that holistically. Something like we could all get behind. I think absolutely. So that's the theme this year. So we're obviously uh, really fascinated to to find out and hear how services are doing. But um, we wanted to, I guess, to have a bit of an exploration of, um, of I guess, how, how and why Children's Week is is enacted. And normally uh, me flinging questions at Leanne and Lisa, but we decided to flip it up this week because I've obviously 
uh, worked in a lot of services and work in an organisation now that acknowledges and and uh, celebrates Children's Week in a variety of ways. And I'm a so. journalist, so I should put on so my journalist voice. We probably should have been and doing this since say, episode one, really. Thank you for joining us today, Liam. Can I ask you a few questions about Children's Week? Absolutely. The first one I'd like to know is why are they even using the the convention as you know the basis for choosing a theme what a fantastic question lisa someone very smart and articulate has prepared these questions for you so please uh (laughs) thank your team for me um that's actually a really good question. So one of the, I mean, the, the primary reason it's used is to uh, is to raise awareness of the United Nations Conventions of the Rights of the Child. So it was signed over 20 years ago. I think we actually acknowledged the 20th anniversary of its signing last year. And Australia was one of the first signatories uh, to the UNCRC, uh, which is um, ironic given how we've then we gone on to treat children. Actually <laughs> so we get, we get some points by signing, which didn't cost us anything. Uh, our treatment of children post that has not been fantastic. That's a discussion for another episode of the podcast. But its primary is it's raising awareness. It's actually saying this document is there, it's in place. Uh, countries around the world uh, the absolute majority, with some notable exceptions, including the United States of America, uh, have signed it, and it's the it's the first uh, document of its kind that is is sort of that organ that countries who have signed up agree in law to to protect to protect children on a whole range of um, different areas. So the idea of sort of linking, you know, having a, a week of celebrating uh, not not just ch- children and childhood, but actually celebrating this document is is about you know, raising community awareness of the UNCRC and raising community awareness of all the articles and all the protections for children that are within. And can I ask you, do you actually think that it does that? Well, I guess it's one of those things where there's a little bit of confirmation bias. So the people I work with and the people I talk to regularly in early childhood do use it for that. Um, I got the sense from you at the start that you don't know, I guess in New South Wales, you think it's maybe not that well celebrated or acknowledged? No, I I don't. But that, you know, like there's always a Children's Week committee, there's always a few events, etc. But I certainly don't think that very many services would engage with it. With actually with the UNCRC. Yeah. I might come back to that point later, Lisa, because yeah. I've got a bit of yeah. a thought about that. But, but I just, you know, like people, in your experience, people do actually use it as a way to well, raising the convention and to, raising the mm, profile of the convention. To different levels. So I think people would maybe have, the, there's there would be a range of people having a bit of a surface level engagement just with the theme um, to far fewer services really engaging with the document and really sort of using it as a community awareness raising. So how do you think services could engage with the theme? So with this theme in particular, I think this is a really fantastic one for for services to really get their teeth into. Um, so the, the importance of, of not just education for children, but specifically education that is child-focused and holistic really aligns strongly with the early years learning framework. So if you read... You know the the background and the introduction to the early years learning framework. It's entirely about things like supporting children's um, uh, developing personality, talents, and abilities, um, encouraging children to respect others, to respect you know other children's and people's rights and other cultures. Um, it, it it promotes sustainability and learning to live peacefully, which is all in this article. I think you know Article Twenty Nine or, or the early years learning framework is a really powerful reflection 
of Article 29, which is a great starting point for services to then maybe think about, well, how are we utilising the EYLF in our services that aligns really strongly with Article 29. So for me, the things I would be looking at um, for services and not to be in the business of dishing out advice, although you know, we run a weekly podcast where we pretty much do that. So (laughs) it's a bit too late to be ashamed of that now, Um, is I would be looking particularly at um, your your approach to quality area one for a little while, your approach to documentation and and planning and thinking about how you can actually use um, maybe some of the language from this article in your planning for the week. So when you're thinking about the activities and experiences that you'll be doing across the week, think about how they actually engage with those themes. How does this support children's, you know, celebrate children's abilities and strengths? How does this encourage respect of all the people around them? How does this engage with things like sustainability? But for me, it may just also be about highlighting and spruiking both the the UNCRC but the EYLF as well. This would be a fantastic opportunity to maybe have a curriculum night with families uh, or even just a, you know an open day or a, you know an afternoon tea where you talk about how your early childhood service is actually supporting children's education in this holistic play-based uh, way. It can I think we often we can we can worry we're not being creative enough about what we're doing, but to me, you know, even just just spreading the word instead of your normal newsletter for a week. Yeah, you know, even just having the posters up saying education has the power to transform children's lives. That's a a pretty you know a big statement. Yeah, that I'm sure would generate at the very least some discussion. Absolutely, and I think especially it's a- when parents, some parents don't actually think of. Yeah, as early Mm. education. And I think I should, the the reason I'm pretty excited about that Article 29 is the theme this year is that I think we're at a real, we've sort of talked about this in the podcast, you know, probably all year. We're at a real crunch point in Australia now about how we view um, the early childhood education and care sector. So there are, you know, we would argue there are forces within the government that uh, have an interest in it not being seen as education and it just being seen as childcare. Uh, if you go to the Department of Education website, that's certainly the approach they're trying to do there. So to me, this is actually a step above just acknowledging and celebrating and, um, and you know, and, and you know, doing that stuff with the, the children in our services that we um, want to celebrate and acknowledge. It is actually a really important advocacy step we have to take to ensure that you know, what, what's articulated in Article 29 is actually upheld and is actually, um, you know, seen as is respectful of the work we do in early childhood education. If we if we don't do this, um, if we don't take up this sort of, this baton ourselves for advocacy, we're going to be in a lot of trouble uh, as we go sort of forward with, with, you know, some pretty terrible policy decisions. It's actually really important that we do this really well. So are there any other ways that people could could you know highlight it yeah look it may be as simple as um you know and, and this is trickier for, for for some services more than others but you know looking at getting a speaker at a staff meeting um you know maybe someone who you know uh, you know works in 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 a you know I'd, I'd you know it'd be great to you know get a researcher or someone who has a you know someone from the local uni who's um, you know, doing research on early childhood education to come and talk to your team. So we often talk about, you know, what we're going to do with the children during that week. But I think it's actually really important that educators are acknowledged for their place in in upholding and defending children's rights at that real, you know, ground level. They're working with young children every day. Um, 
one of the things for me is also with thinking about our communication out to families. So you're absolutely right, Lisa, you know, putting out the posters and looking at what we can plan for the week. But even thinking about could we improve our, you know, our, if we do a you know fortnightly newsletter or a monthly newsletter or whatever, could we, instead of writing about the things we might usually write about, could we maybe just talk about, you know, the, the importance of education, the importance of early education particularly? Um, yeah, the kind of things I would love to see would be, you know, printing out and displaying some of the fantastic research articles in education we've seen over the last couple of years. So, you know, pretty much anything from the Mitchell Institute on early childhood education. Um, there's a new, we're not doing recommendations this week because we want to wrap up quickly, but if we had one of those would be a new report that's just come out from the uh, Royal Melbourne Children's Hospital called The First Thousand Days, which is, you know, a whole ream of research on how important um, those first two and a bit years are for children. So it may just be about having them displayed and available to families and talking about how they're utilised and and why they're important to the service. There's, you know, this this is a real this you know this this approach to child centred education practice can be you know explored and looked at in a whole range of ways in early childhood services. Okay, let's look at just before you know um, I ask you to expand on some other parts of it. Just think about the centre that didn't even realise <laughs> it was children's week until now obviously. and this episode is out friday so they've got yeah the weekend yeah. to figure it out sorry everyone so what you know what about some very small things that people could do so i think displaying the uncrc um and i think that's you know fairly common in services i would hope that you would have there's the the really common on the child-friendly version of the uh convention on the rights of the child which is available from uh, early Childhood Australia, that probably would take a couple of days to arrive. You could print it out. You could find a, a quick Google search. We'll find you one you can probably print out and whack up on the wall. Um, like I said, looking at a newsletter, you could send out, you know, at the end of the week to families. Um, or, you know, even just, you know, having something on the sign in and out sheets that talks about, you know, you know, so a, you know, a really simple bit of research, a statistic, you know, that 90% of children's brains are developed by the time they're five, that one in four children are starting school, uh, with the developmental vulnerability, just something that might sort of you know, spark a conversation, or you know, if, if you've got really limited time, just you know, doing a bit of you know, quick hopping on the internet um, and and you know, putting out just some of that information for families as they come in would be a great way to celebrate this one. I think. Okay, fair enough. Um, and do you think that um, you know, like that services, like what you seem pretty passionate about it. Why are you so passionate about it? Is it because of the chance to <clears throat> to raise, you know, the convention, or is it particularly because of this week, of this particular month's theme? I think I'm 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 passionate about it, Lisa. Probably two reasons: one positive, and one probably negative. And the yep. negative one will be sort of the answer to the next question we had lined up. So I might steal steal your yep. thunder on that one. Okay. And so the, the the positive reason is is absolutely what you've just said. This is yep. you know this gives us the look. We we don't and shouldn't need an excuse to celebrate this stuff. But you know human beings are human beings. The, you know there's there's fifty two weeks or fifty weeks in a year if you're closed down over Christmas. You know to 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 do all the ridiculous, insane things we ask of early childhood services. So to, you know, be expected to be advocating, you know, for just for early education, you know, full, full time is ridiculous. So this kind of gives us a, I don't want to use the word excuse, this gives us an opportunity to really just um, to, to celebrate and, and get services activated on issues they might not otherwise be normally activated on. So they might see, you know, the service down the road, 
you know, doing something similar. They might be listening to this podcast and go, actually, you know, I'm going to do that this year. It's a bit of a, it's one of those things where, like I said, we shouldn't need an excuse to do it, but it's good to have it as one where we sort of take this time, you know, as a, as a combined sector to explore it in one way or the other. So to me, it's, uh, it's about, you know, it, it aligns completely with the work we're doing. Like I said, it's, you know, it's directly related to the early years learning framework and, um, and, you know, even looking at things like the National Quality Standard, Quality Areas 1 uh, and 5, relationships with children, there's, there's really simple ways to link and make connections between the work we do every day um, that aren't challenging and difficult. There's a huge amount of resources out there, um, and we'll talk about them a little bit later. Cool. Okay. Um, so where can services go to find resources? Um, so, look, the, the, the first place I would get them to go is uh, is to look at in your state and territory, which, um, we, you know, there, there should be a, a council that is sort of overseeing things. And, look, the easiest way to do that is to just sort of Google um, National Ch- uh, you know, Children's Week and your state and territory, so Children's Week, ACT, Children's Week. Tasmania, um, and they'll have that. They, you know, they're all of those. They'll each have their own individual website, which have a whole range of resources and different things they can look at. I would also really recommend going to UNICEF.org and just uh, doing a bit of a search for um, the United Nations Convention on the Rights of the Child. They've got some really interesting guides and and different versions of the 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 um, the convention that can be displayed or used or engaged as starting points for those conversation. Um, the other ones of things I've already sort of mentioned is actually looking for some, you know, fairly accessible research like the Mitchell Institute and um, the Melbourne, uh, the Royal Melbourne Children's Hospital. These aren't unreadable documents. They're, they're sort of written for, for practitioners and service users um, where, where people can actually engage with those concepts of early education. It's funny the interesting way, the difference in the way that the states are actually looking mm. at it and treating it. I've been looking at the various websites of each of the states and some of the states, New, okay, I'll, 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 no, I'll leave New South Wales to last, but, you know, like <laughs> Victoria's got a whole list of activities that are happening. Some of them seem like, you know, general activities that might be happening anyway that they've just said, oh, yeah, put that down as a children's week activity. But then there's a whole range, like some councils seem to be having a, you know, Mm. children's week picnic or, um, you know, children's week um, day or children's week chills and drum beats. Yeah, so there are some kind of children's week drama for children, children's week family fun day. So there are actual events clearly within Victoria that you can go to. Um, uh, Western Australia has the same thing, but maybe not quite so much um, of things actually happening there. You know, uh, Queensland's even got a Children's Week song. They're not big on events on their website, but they've got a Children's Week song. Um, but then poor New South Wales has got a launch, and then it's got an events you know, category that you go to for the events and there's no events there. It oh, says no. events coming soon. Um, <laughs> very Australia, very soon, hopefully. Western Australia must have heard you speaking, um, actually, because they've got a presentation to professionals mm. by Professor Donna Cross and she's talking about her, um, she did a, a Churchill scholarship in the US where she investigated how technology is affecting children's learning. 
And so she's presenting on that. So Yay. that's more the sort of thing you were talking about as, you know, presentation to educators. But it's clear that, you know, there's different activities happening in each, um, you know, in each state. Um, one of the, which, oh, God, it's New South Wales again. That's <laughs> the sorry, New South Wales people who have been involved in organising this. I'm sure it will be a very wonderful event. But um, perhaps the the, um, the the last of the five suggestions of things that could be done, which is Good Deed Day, mm. encourage children to think of others, do something nice for someone else. Hmm, lovely. Uh, that doesn't quite work. <laughs> well, that's probably a reasonably good segue into, you know, probably the last point I wanted to make. So I mentioned there was a negative reason I get a bit fired up about um, Children's Week. And this is where I have to put on the Liam, the fun-crushing uh, person who doesn't like any fun, which I've uh, you know regularly had to, had to wear that hat pretty often in my career. Um, I think as a rule, and I had to preface this by saying there will be individual services that do not do this and are entirely fantastic, but the what I, what I see in the sector is that we actually celebrate this really badly. So what tends to happen is Children's Week rolls around and pretty much it's the exact same agenda as last year. So it's like Monday, dress-up day. Tuesday, we get the bouncy castle in. Wednesday, we do face painting. Um, and it's just this stuff that I think, and again... No one is doing this from bad motives and no one is doing it because they are deliberately, you know, trying to um, not advocate properly or anything like that. I think the main reason it's done is that's what we did last year and that's what we did the year before that and that's what's happened here, you know, ever since I started at this centre. Um, but to me, it's it doesn't reflect the UNCRC. It is, as you sort of mentioned a bit earlier, Lisa, it's often, you know, barely mentioned if it's mentioned at all. <clears throat> and to me, from a really important perspective of it doesn't advocate for the work we do it sort of puts us in it looks like you know we're actually sort of instead of being educators we're sort of you know running a local community fate or something and we're running the local playgroup these things to me don't highlight how important children are to our society they don't highlight how important the role of educators is in terms of early childhood education yes they're fun things to do we should always be looking for just fun things to do for children but this event is really important it's about highlighting the importance of you know the first international declaration of children's rights and to me dragging out a bouncy castle and doing the same stuff we've done for the last 10 20 30 years actually isn't good enough when we look at where the sector is and how much work we've got to do. I think it's a, some of that could be histor historical because it used to be called a child care week celebration. Ugh. And then, was it the same thing though? Was it was it yeah, is that what yeah, that morphed into Children's Week, right? The the federal government um, wanted it to be a universal day, so asked every state and territory to pull in their childcare weeks into this, which is why I think, and I hate to say this, but I think that's why Children's Week in some states isn't a big thing, because it's more or less. You know, a um, it's more or less a, a reflection of how childcare is viewed. Yeah, yeah. 
I think you're probably right. Status and standing for yeah. early education and care is reflected in the, or childcare is reflected in the lack of mm. yeah, status so, and standing for children's work. So, so this is where I get a bit so annoyed because a lot more about breast cancer. I know. <laughs> so this is where I get a bit annoyed though because it's really hard. It's really hard to change those attitudes in bureaucrats and in politicians. But we we actively make it worse when what we do during these weeks is just do. The stuff you'll find at a local fair. It's not. There's there's no educational reason for it. There's no exploration of educational practices or outcomes. So, um, and I want to give a little bit of example. You know, of the organisation I, I I work for. We we were very clear the last two years we've celebrated Children's Week. We've done it in a very specific and particular way. And we we contacted families and said. Because absolutely the organisation I was working for used to do exactly those things and we made it really clear that wouldn't be happening this year. What we've done uh, last year was, was pretty amazing. I'm really looking forward to next week when we're doing a bigger version of it is we, we, we actually worked with children in the weeks leading up to it to explore um, a, different, a, a different article that related to one of the early years learning framework outcomes and then helped children explore it through mostly through art, so through... Um, through paintings and drawings um, that were alongside discussions educators had with children. And then those artworks were displayed in our community hall as an exhibition that families were invited to come in and see. So it was about celebrating children's work. It wasn't about chucking children onto a bouncy castle. It was actually and so what are you doing this, this year? We're doing a much bigger um, exhibition that's going to include video. It's going to include audio. Yeah, it's actually, I'm... I'm, I'm I don't know if I sound excited because I, I I generally yeah, I generally that's, don't. That's I for am, you. But... It's quite a, yeah. <laughs> this is as excited as I get. But we've had um, so most of the states and territories have a really small grant that's available. So um, it's too late to apply for that now because it's <laughs> Children's Week's uh, a couple of days away. Um, but each of our centres received a really small grant to to run a Children's Week. Would you say really small? How it's much? About two hundred bucks in the ACT. I'm not exactly right. sure. It would be slightly different um, everywhere else, but. Um, you know, using that, um, you know, uh, we had one of our services was able to bring in, um, you know, a professional um, uh, filmer. Uh, that's not the right word. You know, someone who, who came in and actually took some professional footage of the children working and engaging in educational play that's been put together and, and has educators talking is going to be displayed as part of this, uh, you know, this bigger exhibition we're doing this year. But we're going to be including more artwork. Um, we know we've got a bigger space. We're really going to be looking and, you know, there'll be... Um, uh, we've written some things to go alongside that talk about the importance of education um, and why we're doing it uh, this way. I remember last year we also, um, you know, each day we sent out to families, you know, you know, a quick, you know, 600 or 700 uh, words just on um, the early years learning framework and talking about why it was really important to, and, and the United Nations Convention on the Rights of the Child. So we really took that that idea of celebrating and sharing and spreading the word about the UNCRC um, really seriously, and so look, the, the feedback was 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 overwhelmingly positive. It, you know, there weren't too many people missing the bouncy castle and the face painting and the the dress up days and the and the and the whatever. And you know, even if there was, that wouldn't have mattered because we we knew that was a better way to celebrate the work children was done in a really more meaningful way of acknowledging the you know amazing learning that happens in those spaces. Good on you. That yeah. sounds really. It sounds. Yeah, like a really sensible way of doing it and a way of being able to wob family members and, and community members are looking at the exhibition to be mm. able to have those discussions with them about the importance of education. Yeah, and then look, that, that becomes the key question for me. We have this week, 
it's here. Do we want families at the end of that week going away thinking kids are fun and we had a fun time? Or do we want them walking away going, oh, wow, education's really important and we don't do a fantastic job of that in Australia and I might want to think about that and do something about it? Um, yeah. I'm going to go with option two. Yes. If that's okay. Good on you. <laughs> yeah, I'll allow that. I'll allow that. <laughs> so I think um, that, was our, that was our discussion on children's week that was a bit appreciate listening i hope it didn't get too negative at the end there but again party people am always available weddings parties parties discos whatever you need um but we and would... lisa dumping on new south wales <laughs> shock <laughs> that's right lisa rubbishes new south wales in shock in shock, uh, shock headline but um Look, we'd love to hear what services are doing uh, for, for Children's Week. So, you know, make sure you get in touch yeah, with us. Yeah, go to our Facebook page and tell us what you're doing. And yes. Especially if you're in New South Wales or especially if you're really using that theme in some way because it it really should be a yeah. chance for us to, um, you know, raise the bar. We can do some amazing stuff. So that's it for the episode this week. I don't know, should we promise that Leanne will be here next week? I feel like we've been tripped up on that once or twice. (laughs) We'll do our best. So as you're listening to this, we hope you've got a fantastic Children's Week lined up. We we look forward to hearing about how you're celebrating, acknowledging that. But um, until we're back with episode 50 next week, shock horror, it's bye from me. And from me. You have been listening to The Early Education Show, hosted by Lisa Bryant, Leanne Gibbs and Leah McNicholas and produced by Leah McNicholas. Find us online at earlyeducationshow.com and while you're there, it would be great if you could hit the Support the Show tab where you can become a patron of the show and support us for as little as $1 a month. We really appreciate it. Get in touch with us at earlyedushow at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter with the username earlyedushow. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a rating and review on the Apple Podcast Store. This really helps other people find the show. See you next time.